Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. bound time to make time by nightfall help all the past on rocky ground heart ride steep ride no easy path is around there's a devil on my tail behind me on the trail I've got evidence that'll bring that outlaw down finding on a boat so surely shines to uphold the law. I'm courthouse bound. The long nightmare is almost over. It's time to face the devil down. Tennessee. I'm your host, Gary Holt. Our co-host in Albuquerque, New Mexico, is the ever-lovely Miss Bobby Bell. Good morning, Bobby. <laughs> Good morning, Gary. That's a great song to start us off and get our toes tapping, isn't it? <laughs> I'm telling you, if you need your blood pumping, that'll do it. But uh, it's a great song, great, great group. Um, last week... We were not on the air because all of our internet connections went down for a couple of hours. And so uh, we'll be rebroadcasting the show next week. Well, not rebroadcasting, but be broadcasting the show next week with Andy Hedges and his great double album, Roll On Cowboys. And so we look forward to bringing that show to you next week. But we went upgraded and had fiber optics brought in. So I hope that corrects a lot of problems that we actually have been having for some time with uh, mm-hmm. with some things. So anyway, 
It feels good to be back in the saddle again and uh, with our mm-hmm, good friend mm-hmm. Bobby Bell. How's your weather out there? You know, well, the last few days we've had snow. Um, we've had a bit of ice. We've had those kind of conditions. Here in Albuquerque, they've happened kind of late in the evening and into the uh, early morning. And then by 11 o'clock, you know, it's gone. Parts of the state have had significant amounts of snow. Santa Fe's had quite a bit and, and up further north. Um, but today it's 27 and gorgeous. So there's there's nothing in the forecast right now. How about you? Oh, it is exciting here in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> we've been we've been 70 for the last couple of days, and uh, the forsythia is blooming, and the buttercups are coming mm. up. And today, tornado watches are out, and storms, and tomorrow it's going to be 41. So, welcome to Tennessee. Welcome to Tennessee. The Forsythia are out. Oh, I haven't seen Forsythia in forever since we moved from New England. You know, it just wasn't in California or or in Arizona. Uh, New Mexico, where do I live? Or New Mexico... plant that I can that I can think I haven't oh it's so beautiful okay. and it is it tells well, you spring it, is coming and that forsythia comes well, out well it's it's just like overnight you know I pulled out yesterday yeah. and I thought dad gummit that that's yellow forsythia <laughs> everywhere so anyway <laughs> we have huh. such a fun show today we have one of my favorite people that's going to be joining us in the first hour we actually have one of my favorite people that'll be joining us in the second hour but who's joining mm-hmm. us in the first hour Oh, we have Lily Robert. You know, if you're around her, the minute she just even walks in a room, you just can't help but smile, and and the whole energy level goes up. So we're excited to have her back. Well, we're looking forward to talking with uh, Lily and sharing some of her great music from the album Swing Set. And then in the second hour of the show, we have Trina Morris, who's going to be joining us. And uh, we just have a lot of fun lined up for the rest of the day today on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network with both the Campfire Cafe and Saddle Up America. But right now, let's take a listen to a great song from Ms. Lily Robert. It's one called Choo Choo Chaboogie, and we'll be back in just a moment to talk with Lily Robert today on the Campfire Cafe. Take me right back to 
gonna settle down by the railroad track And lead the life of Riley in a beaten down shack Oh, when I hear the whistle, I can peep through the crack And see the train rolling while she's balling the jack I love to hear the rhythm of the clickety-clack So take me right back to the track Track, a choo-choo Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. If you are just joining us, that was Choo Choo Chaboogie. Who doesn't love a train song? <laughs> Performed by <laughs> Lily Robert from her album Swing Set. Gary and I are eager to chat with Campfire Cafe's returning guest, Lily Robert. Dividing her time between Paradise Valley, Arizona, and Jackson Hole, Wyoming, Lily's love of the Western landscape inspires much of her music. This talented performer's music has drawn critical acclaim and honors. Known for her endearing cowgirl jazz, unique music style, combining the colors and textures of jazz and blues with the lyric strengths of Western music about love, landscape, and laughter. Salty, dynamic, original are words used to describe her performances and music. Please welcome back to Campfire Cafe, a performer who lives out her dreams of being an artist and musician every day, the original cowgirl jazz western music crooner, Lily Robert. Welcome, Lily. Oh, thank you, Bobby Jean and Gary. I am so delighted to be here. Hey, I enjoyed listening to that. It's been a while since I've listened to that song, and boy, those musicians really—they uh, <laughs> they were some of the top top musicians that I have ever worked with. I I'm going to find that album hard to top, but you know we're going to try. Uh, well, I, and I want to say this this album, this music was recorded here in Nashville. And earlier today, I mean, I always like to plug Nashville and Nashville musicians and, and our music mm. scene here. But I was reading through your blog, and uh, you had a few good things to say about everything from the musicians and their talent and how quickly they got things done to the chocolate oh. brownies that were served to you while you were here. So, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I'm telling you, you know when um, they were just beautiful people. You know, when you hear some of the names like Rory Hoffman and, um, you know, the uh, the fiddle player. Um, Stuart Duncan. Stuart Duncan. Yeah, Stuart Duncan. He, his, yeah. wife, his wife was the Legendary. one who made the brownies. Just nice ah. people. <laughs> so talented, you'd... You kind of get a tendency to put them on a pedestal, but when you work with them, you realize that they just have decades of experience. They can get the job done quickly, and they're easy to work with and nice people. Oh, 
Yeah, that's fantastic. that's one of the really really cool things. You know, you hear some people say some negative things about Nashville and the music scene, but I mm-hmm. have found everybody to be absolutely terrific here. Now it's like everywhere well, else, you're going to find some that are not so nice, but for the most well, part, sure. great great folks, great great folks. I had a totally positive experience, and Richard Smith at Tune Smith Studio was just um, a fabulous engineer to work with. And he's also a great guitarist. I'm telling you, there's there's more talent in Nashville than I think any part of the country. And I had a wonderful experience. It's funny. It's funny, Lee, because uh, occasionally I'll run into somebody and I'll say, well, yeah, my wife is a singer-songwriter. And it's like, mm-hmm. big deal. Everybody... In Nashville is a singer-songwriter. Oh. And then I say, but she's an award-winning singer-songwriter, so yes. let me let me throw that in. She's an award-winning singer-songwriter. Exactly. I was kind of excited to hear that, uh, that you've got some new music you're working on, so perhaps it might not be too long before you're back in Nashville to do some recording. <laughs> Well, I don't know. You know, that was during the pandemic. And um, there were some bad things that came out of the pandemic, but there were also some good things that came out of the pandemic. And one of the good things was that the Nashville uh, Nashville people, all of the stars were hanging around home because no one was performing. So I was able to get with, uh, with Richard Smith a package deal with one day package deal with all these incredible musicians. So I don't know if I'll ever be able to get that again, but I am working on a Christmas album. It, it, it might be, you know, a couple of years, you know, maybe um, Christmas after next because we'll be leaving for, for Jackson hole next month in April. And uh, you know, it's, it's just, it takes a while to put a good album together. So, but I've been working on it, and um, I had some that I already had uh, had in my back pocket. But I'm I'm working on some new ones, and it's it's going to be a surprise. There's going to be some some fun spiritual ones as well. I sing around at churches uh, here and there, and my specialty is writing the song for their sermon, a very specific. Oh, wow. Mm. Oh, wow. And, and you wow. know, I always say, oh, I, I can't just sit down and write a song, but I can sit down and write a song if there's a theme. Uh, I've found mm-hmm. that I can do that. For instance, there was a sermon called Truth or Consequences, um, and I wrote a, a song about that, and and uh, and there was a song called um, well, uh, the womb of creation, and I wrote a wow. song for that. So, you know, it's uh, if there's a theme, I can write it. And so I'll be putting a few spiritual songs. Well, you know, I just got back from the Holy Land, so I'm very inspired. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to talk about that, but right now I want to get in some more music, and we'll talk about okay. your trip to uh, to the Holy Lands and, and how that's inspired you. And uh, okay. so much fun talking with you, Miss Lily Robert. But we'll be back <laughs> after we listen to 
Arizona.
Arizona, written and performed by today's special guest, Lily Robert, from her award-winning album, Swing Set. And we are chatting with Lily. Um, so, Lily, you spend your time between that fabulous state um, that you just wrote about in this song and um, mm. Wyoming. What's it like to um, you spend six months in one and six months in the <laughs> other and pretty much? Is that right? That's that's correct. Uh, we we spend about six and a half months in Wyoming and five and a half in Arizona. In Arizona, yeah. So we're actually residents of Wyoming, but it it took some getting used to. I I'm going to confess to you. I promised <laughs> I'd tell some secrets on our show here, and I can tell you it took it it it's still an adjustment. I mean, imagine. You know, having all your friends and the church you go to and the places you play, and then all of a sudden everything switched around and you go to a new place and you have new friends and you have a new church you go to and new places you play. And I finally, <laughs> after about 22 years, I've I've gotten it <laughs> to where I there's fullness in both places, but I still have the problem of how do you take all your clothes? You know, uh-huh. <laughs> and all yeah. I figured maybe you oh had two ward, you know, two wardrobes, um, more or less. I thought maybe you know, favorite well, cosmetics in both places, favorite, you know. <laughs> everybody suggests that, but you know, you have special costumes that are kind uh-huh. of not repeated. There are certain things like okay, your your Levi's, okay, maybe, well, but now you have your favorite Levi's. So you've got to bring your favorite yeah. Levi's, right? Or you got to bring yeah. your favorite black little black dress. Or, you, of course, you have your favorite hats. Oh, yeah. It goes on and on. <laughs> but, but I feel very privileged. I thank God every day that I have that variety because it is – it is a real pleasure to be able to experience the lovely weather in the summer in Jackson Hole, and it's wonderful to have the winters here in Arizona and Scottsdale and Paradise Valley, Arizona, with the the bright sun. Where we finally have some sun, and we've had a couple of days of a pretty big rain, which is rare mm. for us, you know, in our yeah. desert yeah. climate. Mm-hmm. Rare but needed, uh, I'm sure. I got I got yeah. tickled when you're talking about deciding on your wardrobe because yesterday Mary Kay said I'm going to change out my winter clothes to my summer clothes and I said you better wait a day or two because winter is not quite over with us here but uh, I guess that's a girl oh. thing I never have to worry about it you know I wear everything the oh. same pretty much year round and then like that three pairs of shoes three pairs of shoes that he brings and he. You know, I'm I'm jealous that life is so simple for him. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I'm with you on that. <laughs> uh, so how, how um, did, I want to ask you a question. How did you how did you go from one state to the other state? What what was your first state? Was it Wyoming or where where was home? No, actually? I was born and raised in Arizona. Born and raised okay. in Arizona, and uh, uh, I lived for for s- small amounts of time, and you know, a few years in California, and I lived in England for a few, three and a half years, different places. But I came back to Arizona in 1986, and 
Okay. Um, in in the year two thousand and oh, about the year two thousand, I met my husband, who had a house up in Wyoming, and he would bring his directors of operations. Uh, he had quite a few employees, about eighteen hundred employees, and he had directors of operations for the Domino's Pizza franchise. He he sold all the stores in the year uh, two thousand and three, but Back when I met him in about 2000, he had uh, people and he'd bring them, bring them up for an incentive program and, and they'd get to ski and they did all kinds of things like that and slept in bunk beds at his house. And uh, <laughs> so, you know, he had a place and he'd come up, go up for long weekends and a couple of weeks in the summer and take his, uh, his kids up there. So so he he was really well established up there and I came up okay. my first trip with him and wow he he wanted to really impress me and he did by taking me to a nice steak dinner at the Cowboy million dollar <laughs> Cowboy steakhouse there and you know it's just such a fun place Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well that's that is so that's that is how so cool I was <laughs> Yeah, that, that is so cool. That way. Wow, that is great. Well, it's you know it's it's great to be able to go from one climate to the other, and uh, and spend See, your seasons that you know, way. I, I think. I have to agree with you. <laughs> That's yeah. the best part about it. It's eternal springtime, Gary. It's eternal springtime. I like springtime. it. I like it. I like it. I like it. And we're gonna get to another song right quick, and uh, it's one called right. "Cowboy Swing." And we're going to come back and uh, talk more with Lily Robert today on the Campfire Cafe. Heard around the world, streaming at equestrianlegacy.net, on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes. A rancher's work will never seem to end. Bear the hay, then there's a fence to mend It sometimes seems to be all work, no play And though it's worth it I have to say If you're ever feeling down and blue There's just one thing I'll recommend to you Swing on cowboy Swing on till the cows come home Don't be so cool You better rally your spurs and make some noise Swing on cowboy Swing on till the cows come home Don't be so cool You better rally your spurs and make some noise I once met a man who did not know how to swing Sad, sad thing, he did not know how to swing Until one day that swinging bug bit him mid-stride That sun settled down and he swung throughout the night Swing on, cowboy, swing on till the cows come home Don't be so poor, you better rattle your spurs and make some noise When you start feeling down, it seems you don't know how to smile Don't wait around to try and smile 
have liked this song a lot because I have it on the set list twice. And so <laughs> Well you know, I actually I, was gonna ask you about that before we went on the air. <laughs> I sent Bobby a I sent Bobby a set list of the songs that we're gonna do. And uh, and I have Cowboy Swing on here twice. So we'll only play it once. But but I love that song. I love that song. <laughs> Wow. Well, that wow. song was was written by uh, at the time fourteen year old Leah mm-hmm. Sawyer, and mm-hmm. uh, really? it came one vote away from yeah one vote away from uh, being song of the year with the Western Music Association. That girl is so talented. I was thrilled she with is. that song, that gypsy jazz feel. I thought, oh, I got to do it, and uh, she yeah. was very kind and let me. Um, let me put it on my album. She is such a talent, Leah Sawyer. Yeah, she's a she's a sweetheart, and uh, you know they have the Grand Masters Fiddling Championship here at the uh, Country Music Hall of Fame. And oh. so, I, 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 did she win it, Bobby, or she mm-hmm. come in second? I can't remember. She, no, she I'm came in thinking, second. She should have won it. I'm, yeah, won it. I'm thinking she came. I'm thinking, yeah, that she came in. Yeah. Whatever they call, you yeah. know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, she came in. So, she came so in second. Young still, she has many, many years to, uh, many years to to do her career. I've I've been amazed at how far she's come, and I think she just graduated from college last year. Or so. Or something. Maybe it was yeah, high school. Just, I can't remember. Just, no, it's, it's college. She just graduated this spring, and and Dad Gummit, she's up in Colorado or someplace, chasing cows <laughs> and all the snow and stuff. But she's a well, I love their whole family. You know, their their whole family is just amazing. Their their uh, the family band. You know, simple. What right. is it? Simple. Simple gifts. The Sawyer family band. Simple gifts. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah the Sawyer family mm-hmm. band. I love them all. Yeah, they're, there's they're so great many people. wonderful people in this Western music uh, genre. I lo- I love so many of the people. They're real people. Um, you know, we have uh, really the cowboy way is just a real uh, strong ethics, and I it love is. that about I love that about uh, the, you know cowboy music and the genre. It's the the ethics are just as important as the music you know harmonizing so. together that's what it's all about harmonizing personally and professionally <laughs> amen mm-hmm. amen amen I, I guess well, i'm doing a motivational speech <laughs> you are doing really well at that because it's not your first time and uh yeah. hey but i want to talk uh, i want to talk a little bit about the fact that you have just come back from the holy lands and your first time out there so I'm, I, I have not asked you this, but what was the most impressive thing that mm. you saw mm. while you were there? Well, um, 
I'll have to to just tell you, I went with a former pastor. Um, well, he's still a pastor, um, uh, Pastor Mike Atkins, who uh, okay. baptized me and my husband probably, uh, oh gosh, 12 years ago. So he is a really good friend and Atkins International. Uh, he does trips to the Holy Land about every other year. So I okay. knew that when I was going to go, I wanted to go with Mike Atkins. He he really... Okay. Um, he's, you know, there are some, there are lots of great pastors, uh, but I mean, really great. There's only a few really great ones where, you know, you just, you, it, they change your life. And so I knew he'd be great to go to the Holy Land with, and that's what we did. And when we probably had, there must have been 10 or 12 different things that we saw, including Nazareth, the, uh, you know, the town that Jesus grew up in, Bethlehem, right. where he was born. We we saw King Herod's, you know, the nasty King Herod, his, mm-hmm. his castle. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we saw Sisera, where they they had the chariot races. Uh, there, there were some really amazing things like the Magdala, Stone where mm-hmm. Mary Magdala was, was um, raised in Magdala, but they had uh, all all of this whole area of the Holy Land is constantly under excavation, and they're finding artifacts and different things under cities, under cities, under cities. You see what I wow. mean? We wow. we mm-hmm. sat on the south steps of the uh, old of the old Jerusalem, and that was where Jesus preached to his followers. We went to the uh, Mount of Olives, the, you know, we, the Garden of Geth- mm-hmm. Gethsemane. I think, where, I think that would probably be the most moving. By his yeah. um, follower. Yeah. And, I mean, there were just so many amazing things. I would, I, I could tell you I have never been to a place that has so much history to it. Mm. I mean, we mm-hmm. we kind of take a lot of the stories like the angels coming and you know, uh to the to the shepherds in the field and um proclaiming good tidings of great joy that that you know, Jesus was going to be born. But to see Bethlehem and to see the fields where they believe that the shepherds were watching their sheep it just sort yeah. of brings it from myth into reality. We, yeah. you know, yeah. we think we've heard these stories so long. We kind of think some people think of them as myths, but mm-hmm. you, when yeah. you go to Israel, you realize that, that that the excavations that they've done and some of the historical writings that they've found in Dead Sea Scrolls and uh, all of these kinds of things that. You're you're hearing history. Yeah, it yeah. was amazing. You know, as you're talking, as you're talking, Lee, I'm thinking that probably if if I were to go, I just off my off the top of my head, I think probably the Garden of Gethsemane, where he prayed oh, yeah. to God to remove the burden. Oh from yes, it. and maybe the most moving thing trees. I could see. Yeah. They, yeah. You know, I I will send you after our 
um, our broadcast today, I will send you a couple of pictures that I took from the Garden of Gethsemane, and they have old, old olive trees. You realize that, I mean, they don't even look like olive trees. You know, you realize that this garden has been there for a long, long, long time. time. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. Wow. I mean and, and it it does affect you. You just and you and you start seeing, you know, we live in t- cities where things are so far away from each other and you have to have a a car to get well they didn't have those things back then. Right. So every mm-hmm. everything is really in fairly close proximity. It's mm-hmm. it's yeah. really amazing. You 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 start seeing that people you know, they may have, may have ridden horses or donkeys or what, but they walked out to a <laughs> lot of places. So yeah. it really, um, yeah. it, it, it brings it to life. It brings all the Bible stories to life. Mm-hmm. Wow. Was it crowded, really? Were there lots of people? I was um, lucky. I went, mean like you? I went, of course, um, it was, I just got back, so it was a couple of weeks ago. And um, this is winter over there, so um, I went to the to the west wall, the Wailing Wall is mm-hmm, the what they call it, I think, where you mm-hmm. put prayers in it and stuff. And mm-hmm. we were able to, and it was raining. <laughs> oh my! Uh. It was raining, so with my little umbrella, I was able to put prayers in the wall with no one around, and. In the uh-huh. summertime, I've been told you can't even get to the wall. Oh, you just stand yeah. at four or five rows back. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I was very wow. lucky. Wow. Um, wow. You know, we did have to we did have to contend with a little bit of rain, but um, you know, it's a, it's wonderful because we didn't have any lines or anything. Well, that's great. That is great. Well, there is a song that you've done on the album Swing Set that is uh, very special, and it's called Man Walks Among Us, and I think this is a great time to play this song. So let's take a listen to that and come back and talk more with Lee Robert on the Campfire Cafe. Warm are the winds of the desert Dances around. I stop to survey all the beauty that's here. When a shadow crosses the ground, it's an eagle that circles above. She screams to her friends on the hill Stay close together, move not a feather Man walks among us, be still, be still Man walks among us, be still I see 
Robin's classic, Man Walks Among Us, in her such her beautiful, unique 
style. I love your um, performance of this song, Lily. You just, oh. you just take your classic and you just grab it and you just totally make it your own. <laughs> Amen. Oh. Well, Amen. honestly, uh, I've I've actually done work philanthropically in the um, environment and conservation kind of issues, and this was really sung as a prayer. It mm-hmm. Uh, really mm-hmm. meant a lot to me too. So thank you for that. Yeah, beautiful. Your the album swing set that we've been playing today is a, a rich combination of original music as well as um, I'm guessing favorite um, like Choo 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 Boogie and this song, you know, favorite. Yep. I guess I'll say you cover some of your favorites. Um, how did you decide on the mix of music? Well, my producer Marvin Odell helped me come up with. He, he's a wonderful producer. And, of course, uh, Tom Boyer was was mm-hmm. a co-producer. But Marvin and I are good friends, and I rely on him. You know, it, it it's a big jump for an artist to move from making all the decisions yourself to mm-hmm. having a producer and a co-producer to give you feedback. It it mm-hmm. really does require a jump, but I have found that to be one of, the, I mean, that's what helped me really create award-winning albums uh, because, you you know, you think you know the best, you, and, and you always should have the bottom line say. I'm not saying that, but mm-hmm. having mm-hmm. input from people who have been in the industry a long time, who know what's people like um and who can give you feedback on because mm-hmm. you know you all of your all of your songs are kind of like your kids you know they, <laughs> you know even the, you love even the ugly ones you know <laughs> but, but but you need you need a professional to say hey you know um this one you know i can you know it's it's it, it's catchy but it's not probably going to be uh, an award winner so uh let's let's just keep that in the back burner type thing you need someone mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. so it's kind of like um, a writer uh, needs an editor yeah you yeah somebody exactly to right clarify exactly right. and yeah 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 interesting and and he actually came up with a few lines he um for instance the one we sang uh we just played a little bit ago mm-hmm. arizona he, I, I had that song. I'd written it probably 25 years ago, and oh, wow. I had it. Sound, it sounded completely different. It was written in a totally different way. And Marvin said, "You know, I kind of am hearing that song like a little bit like blue skies fly mm-hmm. me." Mm-hmm. And he said, "This is how I would sing that song." Blah 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 blah. Arizona, and I went, oh, mm-hmm. my gosh, yeah, that is absolutely <laughs> fabulous, and so right on the spot, that was changed. The whole the whole style of that song changed, and it was Marvin, really, who came up with the idea, so he's good, and there have been a few lines that he said, rather than saying it this way, why don't you say it, this word in it instead, it, 
it's better meter wise or whatever. And mm-hmm. he's brilliant. Mm-hmm. So he's a really mm-hmm. good friend. Uh, to and that's how we decided on. You know, I I came up with about twenty songs and we whittled it down to twelve because he thinks that's the magic number. And mm-hmm. uh, and so he helped mm-hmm. me come come down to what we did. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's mm-hmm. great. Well, yeah. he did a good job. And, and Marvin, I hope you're listening today because you may never be complimented <laughs> as greatly as you did this week. But <laughs> anyway, he is a good friend. guy. Good guy. I want to get to another song real quick. And uh, we are All starting right. to run out of time as quick. This has been a dead gum quick hour. But uh, let's take a listen to another song. Tell us about finger-licking music. That's a totally different title from Man Walks Among Us. <laughs> well, um, that was written, uh, co-written by Peggy Malone and Marvin. And uh, how it originated with Peggy Malone, a good friend of mine, she was the one who got me into the Western Music Association. Really? And she has wow. her own unique, yeah. She has her own unique style. And I said, you know, Peggy, your voice reminds me of a voice you'd hear at a barbecue. It's so much fun. You are so much fun. And I could just see people licking their fingers with the barbecue sauce and listening to you. (laughs) And I said, you know, your voice reminds me of like a finger licking music. And that's how... That's how this voice, came, that's how this song came to be, is uh, we just, oh. you know, I thought it would be a fun song to hear at a barbecue and dance around right. and just, you know, have fun. All right. Well, it's a great song, Finger Licking Music, Lily Robert. We'll be back.
spin around and dance until you drop. Show makes me feel happy when you play that song with finger licking music. You know you can't go wrong. Finger licking music, finger licking too. Finger licking guitar picking, loose kicking blues. Grab your coat and grab your hat. There's not a thing to lose. Get that finger licking music and wear out your dancing shoes. Music, Lily Robert, and Lily has been our guest today on the Campfire Cafe. And uh, Lee, I know everybody's going to want to find your music, so why don't you give us your website and uh, and any of your social? All right. Well, uh, you can find all my social on my homepage uh, at com. That's L-E-E-L-E-E music.com and you can uh, there's a link to my latest album and you can find all my other albums there and all of my social media on there plus a few a, a few things that might surprise you <laughs> <laughs> it's a great website oh <laughs> uh, you got to go and look for that but anyway well you have been so much fun to have on the show today and we look forward to having oh. you back and uh, and get that new album ready to roll and come back to Nashville and record <laughs> that. We'd love to see you. We'd love to see you. Okay, okay. I'll keep working on it, Gary. I'll keep working right. on it. Thanks for the encouragement, All and right. I I can't wait till I'm back on the show. All right, look forward to having you back. And uh, we're going to close this out with another great song from the album Swing Set. It's called Enjoy the Ride. Lee, thanks. 
Legacy Radio Network, and when we come back, we'll be talking with a very good friend of ours, Miss Trina Morris. But right now, let's take a listen to a song by Miss Trinity Seeley, and this song was written about Trina a few years ago. It's one called Ranch Beauty Queen. We'll be back in just a moment on Saddle Up America. <laughs> Oh, 
It's a day in the life for a ranch beauty queen. Gotta go and do all the things she does so well. Cal is tense and a loving heart. She makes their little house a home, and she's trying hard to do her best. And she gives it all to get it right. Legacy Radio Network. I am your host, Gary Holt. And uh, Bobby Bell was a little under the weather, so she's taken off early. But I have recruited my wife to join us as the co-host today on Saddle Up America. So welcome, Mary Kay. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me, Gary. I'm excited about our welcome. next guest, so it's a pleasure. I'm excited. 
I'm excited about our next guest. It's been a while since we've talked with Miss Trina Morris. And uh, hey, Trina, how are you? I'm good. I, I get to be interviewed by the power couple. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of us is power and the other is just a couple. So that, that would be me. But, uh, anyway, good to have you back. Good to have you back. Oh, my pleasure. I always enjoy coming on visiting. Well, we love having you with us. So you have just gotten back from Art of the Cowgirl. And uh, and yeah. I was telling Mary Kay this morning, you know, I usually have Tammy Pate on the show to kind of promote Art of the Cowgirl. We've done that for the past three years, and I think this was the fourth year for that. But you put on clinics at Art of the Cowgirl, and was this your first time to be there? Um, yeah, actually, I was there, uh, Master of Horsewoman, and um, I did a two-day clinic during the week and then sat on a panel where people could interview and had a little visit. So it was my first time being there, and they also did the uh, World's Greatest Horsewoman competition and a woman's ranch rodeo. So there was a lot of activity um, to be seen or watched or just be involved in. So it was quite, quite the week to be there. Yeah. Well, it's, it's always looks like it's a lot of fun and we've got a lot of friends that are out there participating both as performers and vendors and, and other folks. But, uh, so what did you see while you were there that you, you thought was the most impressive thing outside of your clinic? Because I know that was actually the most impressive thing part of the cowgirl. I got I didn't really get a chance to watch a bunch of it um, because I was busy. I I did quite a few interviews and things like that while I was there. So, but I did get to sit down and watch the cow working part of the competition um, of the world's greatest horsewoman. And uh, it was sure nice to watch. It seemed like, and I didn't know the standings of anything. I just, it was a chance for me to, to sit there for a minute um, right. but it sure was nice to see a bunch of people. They all, like, you know, they all got along and you could just tell when they're waiting to go in, they all visited and talked to one another. And even though it's a competition, it sure was a friendly place to be. So I really enjoyed watching that little piece of it and just seeing how people were, um, I guess the way it used to be, um, where everybody rooted for one another, not such a competition like atmosphere. Competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it, it's always a great event, and uh, and I know they were thrilled to have you there as a clinician this year. So that is pretty cool. Mary Kay and I were talking earlier this morning. It's like, okay, this is a this is a must do for next year. And, yeah, uh, definitely. Because they do let guys <laughs> well, they do let guys show up for Art of the Cowgirl as well, don't they? But do they? There, yes. I don't know, Trina. Tell us. They, <laughs> Well, they, uh, a friend of mine, Wilson uh, Caprona Silversmith, was there, and I actually I asked him that. I said, I thought it was Art of the Cowgirl. How come you get to teach a class in the, the Silversmith drawing? And he said, well, I'm considered a guest. So the there guys can come, uh, but uh, I think there – and there was a master saddle maker. It was a fella on there, and then the rest of us were women. So um, I'm – I honestly, I'm not sure how that works, but some of the guys got to come in it. So <laughs> we we are a minority. We are a minority, so they will let us come. 
but, uh, Listen, but it I'm might help. Sure if you were a, if you were a single guy, you should have been there because right, you were been surrounded <laughs> by cowgirls everywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. My gosh. Put the word. We need to put the word out there to the single guys that they should to the single guys hang out up? there for okay. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. right. All right. Well, it's so. it, it's a great event. Well, I'm glad you got to be out there and and to, and present your clinic. And I know that was a whole lot of fun. But, um, but I was but kind of going through. The... Go ahead. I was just going to address. She was also honored to be to be the clinician of the of the art of the cowgirl. That was a big deal, wasn't it? Um, yeah, the I was the master horsewoman, so they did a presentation, and I got a fancy little three-piece buckle from a silversmith. Wow, and, congratulations. Um, That's awesome. Oh, thank you. And then I guess sometime this, well, maybe it's March, uh, we go through and people can sign up to uh, a fellowship with me, so they can write into the Art of the Cowgirl, I guess, and and then we'll yeah. go through them and choose somebody, and they'll come to the ranch for um, I'm a couple, three weeks and hang out with me and learn, I guess, whatever they want to learn. <laughs> that is that's so, amazing. Well, that, that's pretty cool. And, yeah. I, and that really that is one of the things that Art of the Cowgirl does is that they have, uh, they have uh, people like Trina that they can go and learn from. They have saddle makers that – that they are selected and can go and learn from and do an apprenticeship with. And so I think that's really cool. And it is to help continue the um, traditions of the, that's why it's called Art of the Cowgirl. That's right. The purposes. So, so it's pretty cool. You just mentioned they could come and spend some time with you at the ranch. And uh, so since you mentioned that, let's talk a little bit about your ranch clinics that you do. And I think you have increased the number of those clinics, haven't you? Um, well, I, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I did do a few more, I think, than last year. It's about half of the time on the road and half of the time here at the ranch. So right. I do, um, they're called mini ranch clinics. So you can fly in and uh, make your way to the ranch and then you ride my horses. And then some people spend two, three, four days here and ride with me. And it can be really anything you you want. I've had couples here. I had a couple come and get married. That was their mini ranch clinic. Wow. Well, they came and got wow. married here. Yeah. Um, and I've had uh, mothers and daughters come for, a, you know, mother and daughter weekend. Um, and then just groups of friends come together that want to learn better horsemanship. So it really mm-hmm. comes down to whatever you know, you want to tailor it to. And then I still do my big ranch clinic where people that have rode in the public clinics with me, they bring their horses to the ranch for two weeks and spend time with me for two weeks. They basically live with me. So I make them breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then ride with them all day. And we um, brand my cattle, calves in the summer. And uh, last year we started a few colts and cow working, horsemanship, just kind of whatever they can dream up they want to learn about. That is so cool. That is so cool. And I think, if I can remember correctly, that uh, when Trinity Seeley was out there for one of the ranch clinics, that you inspired her to write that song, Ranch Beauty Queen, didn't she? Yeah, she came and um, sang for the people and um, spent a couple of days here. And I guess 
seeing me run around <laughs> inspired her to write a song. So um, <laughs> I, and I always appreciate it. It always surprises me actually when I hear it. So it brings back good memories. And um, we really enjoyed, the people really enjoyed listening to her sing. And, you know, we did it out on our back deck and it was as the sun was setting. And so, you know, gives people a good memory. Well, I think it's pretty cool that you had a song written about you, and uh, and and I also understand that at your ranch clinics and your mini ranch clinics that you're a pretty doggone good cook. Well, no one's complained yet, and they've all left alive. So <laughs> I guess I'm I guess I'm batting a good game there. <laughs> no, I think you're battling a pretty good game. I see some of your dishes where you've posted some things on Facebook occasionally, and it looks like you're a pretty good cook. So that is pretty cool. So when is your Katrina? When is yeah? When is your when is your ranch clinic for this this year? Um, it's the the big one where they come with their horses is the first two weeks of August. Okay. So right in the right in the midst of summer, that way I could kind of hopefully promise good weather it's yeah not yeah. snowed yet during that time so that's all i can say that's a good thing that is a good thing right and uh and they last for a couple of weeks and then and what how, what's your what's your agenda for those folks pretty much anything they want to do um yeah i mean i, I really fly by the seat of my pants i really don't have a a set thing unless um you know, last year a couple of people said they wanted to come and bring their colts and, and get them started. And um, we, I guess one set thing is I always save my calves. And so then we brand the calves during, at some point during the clinic. So people get to learn, you know, they can, they want to try roping, they can rope or they can be on the ground crew or they can hold the cattle. Um, we just kind of mix it up. But I, I really don't have a set idea because usually the people on the horses give me an idea once they get here and we see what needs to get worked on or what they might want to learn while they're here. So okay. I don't really have anything set. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is authentic to, you know, your ranch life. You just, every day is what it is. Yes. Last year I said, see, the guys were important. Last year there was a few husbands here, and so um, I actually sent them out to fix fence um, when we were riding, the rest of us were riding. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, it, gosh, you know, we've, we've driven the team. I've taught people to, you know, harness the team, drive the team. Um, there's people have asked about trimming horses or shoeing, and so visit about that. And I have a dentist friend of mine. She actually comes from Maryland, and so she will do dental work on your horses, or she gives a little talk about what's going on. And... Um, I also have, uh, if my brother shows up, he's done some uh, shoeing and farrier explanations for people, I guess. We've taught people how to pack. Um, really, if you can dream it up, you know, we can we can come up with a way to get her done. So Wow. So how many folks do you have out generally? Um, it's anywhere from 10 to 15 people. I used to kind of say the more the merrier. And um, I found that anywhere between 10 to 15 people, they really get a chance to become friends with yeah. each other. And um, I set it up that you, you know, we eat outside, but we eat at a big table, like a family style. So um, 
you know, dishes get passed down, and so you got to talk to people and can't hide in the corner and um, very cool things like yeah. that. Yeah, so it's a real opportunity not only to be around me, but to be around with, um, you know, a group of good people that are all interested in doing good by the horse. So. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Nice. That is great. So, so talking about the ranch and the ranch clinics, where is the ranch? And tell us a little bit about the ranch itself. How many acres and, and what, do, well, what do you got going ranch- on there when you're not? Yeah. Let's see, I've been plowing snow is about all that's been going on lately. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I, so the town closest to me is Wheatland. I live east of Wheatland. And um, the ranch is, um, it's all native pasture ground. And so uh, I run the horses and the cattle on it. I've been, I started with a little herd of um, longhorns and there's a couple of Corrientes in there. And so I'm just trying to, grow a nice little herd of cattle like that and then their babies are good we can rope them or um, you know add them to the to the group afterwards or uh, kind of whatever but uh, the longhorns just seem to intrigue me lately so I got I got those a couple years ago and so we had our first set of babies this year or well I guess that'll be last year now that'll be last year now oh (laughs) But, and I usually run some uh, roping steers, and I also help the neighbors down the way. They have some beef cattle on some ground, and so we usually take the people over there. Um, We didn't last year because it was pretty droughted, but when I help the neighbor, we've gone over and gathered their field and moved them and sorted bulls and um, just done, you know, basically whatever you can think of that would happen on a ranch. Um, yeah. we are definitely not Yellowstone and, uh, <laughs> it's a little more realistic. <clears throat> yeah. So no. I don't think Beth Dutton would survive here. So we'll <laughs> that one. we have our own rip though. We, we, we do have our own rip. And so oh, do we've you? got to okay. have a rip. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We have our own That's rip. Cool. So we, we got that one covered, but, um, it's, uh, it's a it's an opportunity I think for people to not only maybe understand you know real ranch life, but it's also an opportunity for them to be somewhere where the cell phones don't work very great, and um, mm. if you want to go to town, it's 15 miles. So wow. you know it kind of gives people a chance to reset themselves and um, you know remember what kind of life is all about. Well, and that's, that's something that that's more and more really people cool. need today. More and more people need today. I want to take a real quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about horses and clinics and where you can see this young lady and participate in one of her clinics. But right now, Mary Kay, if you'll forgive me, I'm going to play one of your songs. And it's called Horse Lover. And uh, when we come back, we'll be talking more with Miss <laughs> Trina Morris today on Saddle Up America. Grass ain't six bucks a bale now, back feet is up again. The beans and ramen noodles are the same. The shoes wanting cash now, and grass is getting thin. But the pasture's starting back now from that rain. Payments aren't too bad on my fancy two-horse plan. Sure it's dandy hauling to the trail. I'm living in a single wire to afford the things I can't. Just found another vet bill in the mail. 
But, you know, Trina, you are doing something really innovative um, with your, your clinics, and you also offer Zoom clinics. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yeah. So that came about, you know, during the winter months, obviously. I don't travel, and um, so I had people that would wanted to know if they could send me a video and I could help them with their horse um, from far away. And so then I had some other people say, well, they wanted to see, you know, what I did with the other person to help them. So I started these Zoom calls where if you send in just a little short video, then um, it's on Saturdays, first thing in the morning, and uh, people get on anywhere from, oh, I don't know, five to 20 people can get on it. And um, we watch the video and then I, you know, give them what I see happening in the horse and some ideas they can go to work on. And the other people, maybe they didn't send a video in, but they were learning as well. And they're also free to ask a question. So, um, and it's a, it's a good chance that what's funny, not funny, but what's pretty cool is a lot of the people know each other from the clinic. Um, you know, but, course there's no clinics happening so they haven't seen each other in a while and so it's always you'll see they'll get on the call and they'll be like oh I haven't seen you know hi so and so I haven't seen you in a while and oh there's your horse oh it looks good and so it's it's a zoom reunion yeah it honestly it is and that really you know I really like to sit back and smile because they get you know all they visit and um have fun and somebody posted uh how long is a Zoom call? And one girl said, well, it starts at 9 a.m., but we can't tell you when it finishes because it just depends, you know. <laughs> and sometimes they all just get to visiting, and I just sit back and listen. So, Because um, I think it's important, right? I think too much social media and people just talking on that, talking to a phone and a computer or whatever, and not actually, uh, you know, a Zoom is face-to-face, so even though we're using technology. Yeah. Um, you know, they get to see each other face to face. And, and I think that it's, I've seen the horsemanship grow because also some of them are very determined over the winter months. It can be, I had some kids on from Canada last week and they're out in the snow roping colts and halter wow. breaking colts in a round pen oh, wow. that's got a foot of snow in it. Yeah. Wow. And so it's, it really shows you dedication, right? And, yeah. um, you see it then in the springtime when I make it to a clinic, I can, you know, kind of physically put my hands on the deal and, and see, and they, it's, it's amazing to me how much they can improve with just that little bit of help over the winter if they, you know, have enough determination for it. So um, wow. it's pretty cool that way. Yeah. You'll see videos, yeah. like I said, the kids in Canada, snow, and then there's a, you know, someone in Georgia and they're in a t-shirt and, so it's it's pretty fun to watch all the different videos. <laughs> uh, gosh, well, it's really it's innovative, amazing. and you're creating creating community. Yeah, I I think that's important, right? I I don't know. I yeah. just think that it's important that people, um, you know, I don't think I'm any better or any worse than anybody else, and I'm just at a a, a different spot in my learning, and so. Um, Lots of times the people on the Zoom calls, they, they ask some really good questions that maybe they, you know, give a fresh perspective to um, somebody when they've sent their video in because they actually don't know them. So, you yeah. know what I mean? It's a, a, a fresh yeah. idea. And so it's just, it, it's all just ways to um, 
use your mind, yes, right? Learn. Think yeah. about how to, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're a lot of fun. <laughs> wow, what a good idea. Oh. And you get to watch the non-technical Trina figure out every time how to do a Zoom call. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you're actually entertaining them, too, I see. <laughs> oh, yes, Lord have mercy. Yeah, it's pretty entertaining. So. <laughs> yeah, oh it's actually very entertaining. I, I, I loved what you said. I loved what you said when you said, I'm no better than anyone else. I'm just in a different spot in my life. And yeah. That's, yeah. that's that's really profound. People need to pay attention to that. No better than anyone yeah. else, just in a different spot. So that's pretty cool. Well, let's talk about your clinics that you actually are doing as you're traveling across the country. So when when do you start? Where's your first clinic? Um, I start sometime in the middle part of April, and I go to the east. Actually, I go to Pennsylvania and then Maryland, um, and then I think I'm down to Texas. Uh, I kind of jump all over the place, and there's mini ranch clinics in between. So um, I, uh, the, one of my little dogs has diabetes, so sometimes I have to take him with me to the clinic. So I do try to do the schedule a little bit where maybe I can stay home and a, a do a couple mini clinics and then a friend can watch them so I don't have to take them with me to the clinics, but he's pretty good entertainment to take to the clinics too. So <laughs> the people love him and he travels well. Most of the time people didn't even know I got a little dog in my little carrier under the seat, which is quite uh, funny to me because he's 14 years old and he's never left the ranch really. And he goes oh, in that wow. little carrier thing and he gets on the plane and you know, he's a city dog. Now he's all so, over the country. Yeah. Yeah, you bet. So wow, wow. That part's fun. So when do your um, yeah. So so Mary Kay and I are going to ask when you're back in Tennessee. When are you coming to Tennessee with the clinic? Well, that's when you guys get one organized. <laughs> okay, we can do that. We can do that. Right. There there is a project for us, Mary Kay. Something to work on. Uh, we, so we can we, can we do need to do make that, that happen. Yes, That's how do. you could make have, our paths cross. We'll have that a clinic would. and a concert. How about that? A clinic and a concert. That would work out. You bet. That's a plan. I'm getting that. That is a plan. All right. So how yeah. late in the year do you usually go with your clinics? Um, It's usually right before Thanksgiving is when I stop the clinic. Um, okay. And well, a you lot have of that a busy has to schedule. do with the weather. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, you have a busy, busy schedule. You have a busy, busy schedule. And I think you've told me before that as you do these clinics around the country, uh, you pretty much let the people that are attending the clinics decide what direction you're going to go with your education. Is that right? Yeah. it's The clinics are basically just like the ranch clinic. I don't have a, a set goal as in – what I'm or a little textbook or something like that. Um, when I see the people enter the arena, usually I have an idea of what I need to work on just by the way they lead their horses into the arena. And, um, okay. you know, I just go the, if, if you had to have a, what happens at a clinic, I get your horses to be let down and relaxed and understand that they can have their self-preservation, but they don't need to respond to it. And that you're going to be a, a good partner for them so that they don't have to worry about stuff. And, um, 
you know, that gets the horse in a learning frame of mind and hopefully the humans get in a learning frame of mind. And, um, you know, that, that would be the constant that everything I do is getting the horse and the human in a learning frame of mind. And I think the horse is, is simple for me, the human a little more uh, work getting a learning frame I of mind. I understand that. I understand that. I understand that. I have a well, question. Uh, I've always wondered yeah. about Go that. ahead. Can I ask a question? So, yeah. Um, yeah, you bet. So, Trina, with with um, being a musician, I he- I can hear, I listen, and Gary's the same way. He's got a real heart for music. But we can hear somebody sing and play, and we can recognize, like, a gift. Some people have just a gift for music. Do you notice that as yes. you travel around? Do you see that some people have a natural gift? And do I'm just I, I've always wondered that. Yeah, with horses. Well, I think there's obviously people. Yes, where you go places and the people get along with the horse better. Um, I think in reality, it's in everybody to have that gift. The gift that you hear in the people is singing or playing the music. That gift is coming from their heart. And they're singing the song from their heart or they're playing the piano from their heart and they're giving mm-hmm. you the truth of them. And so the same is with the horse. If the person gets along with the horse or they, they can do well, or like you said, they're gifted with the horse or the, the music, then to me, that means that it's coming straight from their heart. There's no ego to it. There's no destination to it. They're, they're right there in that moment doing whatever it is that, that gives them that, um, you know, if it's the horse or the music or the singing. And so to me, I think in reality, everybody could have a gift of, you know, the horse or um, music or cooking, but they have to be able to turn loose of the fear, fear of failure and turn loose of the, of the ego. And if, you know, you can do that, then there's no end to what you can accomplish. That's an amazing answer. I love that. Yeah, I can see. Yeah. It really fits anything in life, right? I'm a student. Yeah, I can see that. I'm a student of the horse, as in I love the horse. And, I mean, there's over 30 head of horses here, and I'd rather spend time with them and the dogs than most people. And I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. But I don't have to wonder if the horse is on my side or he's going to cheat me. You know, he doesn't have the ability to lie or be two-faced to me, and nor does the dog. And so, you know, you can be very straight up and, and truthful in the things that you're doing with them, where people, a lot of times, right, they're not as straight up as mm-hmm. you'd hope they would be. But to your answer, I, when I go to a clinic and I visit with people, um, you know, I ask them what they do for a living, and when they tell me it, what they do, I always question them. And nine times out of 10, all of the people that are very, very good in whatever it is they do in life, they have feel to it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you ask the hair cutter, how did you cut that hair just right? She goes, well, I felt the hair and I felt it needed to be able to lay like this. Or you, how you sing Mm -hmm. a song, you would say, well, it feels good to me, this song, and this song doesn't feel good to me. So the baker, if you ask them, how do you know if the dough is ready? They say they feel it. If you ask grandma how she makes dough, 
to make bread. She doesn't tell you it's two cups of this and yeah. three cups of that. It's by feel. And so if you think of that, then the only way you can have feel is to be truthful. And you can't, you can't get that for anything in the world. I couldn't pay you a million dollars and you could teach me feel on how to sing something. But I could work hard and sweat at it and you could support me and direct me and then maybe I could sing better. But you can't give me what you got, no matter that's how true. much you, you want to develop. Yeah, I have to develop the feel for it. That yeah, is so that's true. true. That is so true. Well, you are always fun to have on the show and and very, very interesting and uh, and some yeah. great information that you share today. And I think some, some remarks that you've made today, I can just put down and use a quote for the day or something going forward. If yeah, definitely. But, yeah, yeah. A, but tell our audience Channel out there. When they, well, as the Cowboy Channel said when they interviewed me, I was a colorful person. <laughs> <laughs> That's a compliment. You're right up there with Beth. Uh, good. <laughs> That's a good thing. That is a good thing. Yeah. Well, for our colorful people that are listening out there who'd like to find out more about our colorful friend, where can they find your website and how can they get involved in your clinics? All right. Well, uh, my website is yourinnercowgirl.com, um, and it, I believe it has all the links, but you can also just go to uh, Katrina Morris, and you can find me on Facebook, or Trina Morris Horsemanship is on Facebook. Your Inner Cowgirl is on Instagram. Um, so I'm not too hard to find, but the, the website, I believe, can direct you everywhere, and you can send me a message off of that, or find me on Facebook, and um, we can get you a, a schedule and can find out where you could meet up with me. All right. Sounds great. And if, if people wanted to sit in and watch your clinics, how do they do that? Your Zoom clinics, how do they do that? Um, the Zoom clinics, if they, you can either private message me or they can go to the Trina Moore Enforcementship page and uh, say they're interested. And then um, me or my friend that helps me with the page, one of us will get back to them. It's a, I'm the one-man band. So it doesn't matter where you go, you'll, you get to talk to me. So, <laughs> but you do have uh, a good support team out I there. The, say that again. Yeah. I said, you do have a good support team out there. You've got some really loyal friends and followers. And, uh, so I guess if they message you and then you can just send them a zoom link so they can join in on the zoom call. Yep. That'd be right. Yep. Okay. All right. Yep. Yeah. Right. That's great. You bet. All right. Good Mary Kay, we may have to do that. We may have to do that. That'd be fun. That would be how often do you do those, <laughs> Trina? How often do you do those Zoom calls? The Zoom calls I do once a week, every Saturday morning. Okay. Okay. So right. For the people in the Washington and that they, they have to get up a little bit early, but the people on the East Coast they you know, their their day is kinda of already they get done. To sleep it's in. usually nine in the morning. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, See, yeah. That's another nine o'clock mountain time. Yes, nine o'clock mountain time. But okay. that's the funny thing about the Zoom calls because I also they won't have their little picture up, and I'll be like, "Hey, put your picture on," and then they're you know <laughs> in their pajamas with their hair on top of their heads, got a cup of coffee, uh-huh, and they're like, "We're uh-huh. just waking up." So uh, that's that funny. part's all that's fun, funny. right? That is so, so much you, fun. That is according fun. to according to Trinity's song, have you ever done the Zoom call coloring your hair? 
You know, I have not done a Zoom call coloring my hair, but I have done a Zoom call, or I have done a interview with Gary while I was having my hair colored. Yeah, you've you've called from several different positions. You know, being you've been out in the exactly. middle of the road somewhere with your dog and your truck, and it's it's like it's fun. It's fun. Where are you, you today, by the way? I guess I got. I've got to ask today. Where are you today? Um, actually, I'm at my house, so I'm. <laughs> So, okay, so kind, of a, kind of normal this the, time. All right. Yeah, it's a little normal this time. I had the propane guy come to fill up the propane, and he said that it looked like Antarctica driving up my driveway because I've got oh, probably wow. four feet of snow <laughs> stacked on either side of my driveway from the blizzards we had a little oh, while ago. Gosh. So, oh, holy um, cow! Mm-mm-mm. All right. Well, yeah. stay safe. And it's the Inner Cowgirl. Innercowgirl dot com. If yep, yourinnercowgirl.com. You. Yep. com. So look her up and look her up on Facebook and uh, Instagram and uh, and get involved with what Trina is doing. It will bless your life. I promise you. And help your horse. I promise you it's something different. <laughs> It'll be something different from our colorful <laughs> friend. I promise that. Trina Morris. That's right. All right. Thanks, Trina. Appreciate you so much. Thank oh, you. Look forward to having you back. Oh, you bet. It's my right, pleasure. Anytime you call me, I'll stop. All right. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much. Hey, we're going to listen to a song called My Old Bay Friend. It's from a mutual friend of ours, Adrian Brannon, and uh, we'll be back in just a minute. Oh. Trina, thanks so much for being with us today. Oh, more than welcome. Some sinking low, cool breeze blows here. Let me air it back. Dip your head, the water's cool and it's home again, my old baby.
miles we've roped and circled a lot of back when we were young. Adrian Brennan, my old bay friend. Well, Mary Kay, was that fun or what? That was, I was really fun. Just, <laughs> I, I just love her heart and her spirit. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, Trina is always fun to have on the show and also informative. So we appreciate her taking the time out to be with us today. Yeah. And then uh, Lily Robert was great, always fun yes. talking with Lee and uh, uh, sorry that Bobby is not feeling well. So Bobby is a little bit under the weather. So that's why she left early today. So she did make an effort to join us for the first hour of the show, but uh, we appreciate her yes. doing that. But Lee is so much fun and, uh, and be sure and check her out at lilymusic.com and then your inner cowgirl.com to find out more about Trina Morris and her activities and clinics that are going on all across the country. Um, We have, Mary Kay, a new show called what? Called Live from Nashville. Live from Nashville. And uh, and that's going to be on Saturdays, uh, this Saturday, starting at noon Central Standard Time. You can tune in for that show, and we have Jesse and Noah, the Bellamy boys. That's uh, David Bellamy of the Bellamy Brothers, his two sons, and those guys are just terrific. So we'll be talking with Jesse yeah. and Noah, and uh, and then who who is our other guest on the show that day? Then um, you're going to put me on the spot. <laughs> Lacey J. Dalton. Lacey J. Dalton. How could I forget that? I don't know how you can forget that, but Lacey J. is going to be on the show on Saturday as well, and uh, Jesse and Noah, and then uh, Lacey J. will wrap things up. And, uh, man, 40 years since 16th Avenue came out. It's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, we'll be talking with her about that, and her voice is just as good as ever. And she is so much fun to talk with. So all that is on Saturday at noon Central Standard Time. You can listen live at equestrianlegacy.net, just like you do this show that's live every Thursday 
beginning at noon Central Standard Time. You can catch it at equestrianlegacy.net, and you can catch all of our shows on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and Spotify. Just search for Equestrian Legacy Radio. And uh, I think on those that we've got well over 200 shows you can listen to, or if you go to our website, we're right at 800 shows now where you can go back and listen to approximately 800 shows from our website. So that's pretty cool. But um, it's so much fun having you sit in today and co-host on Saddle Up America, and it is a joy to have you joining me on Live from Nashville. Thank you for doing that. Thank you, sweetheart. It's my pleasure. I love it. Well, thanks. So we're going to wrap up today's show with a song from our good friend, Miss Mickey Furman. It's called Blue Prairie. Thank you for taking the time to listen today and tell your friends about the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network, where you can hear Campfire Cafe, Saddle Up America, and now live from Nashville. Thanks for listening, and let's take a listen to Blue Prairie. Something you 